Hi, everyone. Welcome to Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and of course, the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and now more than ever, freedom. As always, you guys know how to get a hold of me by now, right? Unless you're a new listener, so let's clue them in, shall we? If you'd like to give me a follow, you can catch me over on Instagram at Lady Devil Dog USMC, as well as my backup account, which is Conservative Mama Podcast. You may also feel free to email me at Conservative Mama Podcast at gmail.com. And weirdly, I think you guys can leave me voice messages on um, whatever this is uh, Anchor, Anchor FM. So I don't know. And you know what? <laughs> I don't know that anybody has. Uh, I'm not even really sure how to check that. So I should probably look into it before I say anything, right? Oh my goodness. Um, Okay, so today is Friday fun day. Uh, It is also August 27th. It is blazing hot if you live in the Midwest. Um, It is quite possibly seconds away from spontaneous combustion right now it is so hot and humid outside it is gross and so of course today I decided it's the perfect weather to pull weeds so I went through my front lawn um in the garden area and I pulled all of the weeds which now I really need to shower because I am gross but I figured I should talk to you guys first yay so all of you get to listen to my nasty self. Um, just now, I am three shades of disgusting. So, isn't that gross? I don't know why I shared any of that with you. <laughs> I try to be open, and I try to be honest, and I try to be candid with you guys. Um, and I guess you appreciate it, right? Uh, you know, you seem to. Anyway. <sighs> so, you know what? It is hard to think of anything fun to talk about tonight in lieu of... Uh, what's going on in Afghanistan and of course the deaths of the I believe it's 12 marines and a navy sailor so I believe it's 13 individuals is the last number I heard um those are my fellow devil dogs those are we may be separated by age and time served and you know in that distance there but marines we are all bonded together by that title. Um, it's, it's absolutely earned and, and never given. And it's heartbreaking. It really is. So I guess on some level, what I am feeling, at least this week, and especially after the um, suicide bombing in Kabul, it feels some like on some level sacrilegious to find joy right now. And maybe I'm alone in this, but this is how I'm feeling. It feels like it's wrong or it is insensitive or um, just really, really callous to find, um, you know, joy in in things, right? Like, oh, what are you going to do this weekend? Or, you know, just making plans when I, I know in my heart of hearts you know, families here in America are suffering this tremendous loss. Um, families, 
here in America who have American citizens still trapped over there um, are suffering. You know, the people are suffering. And it just, it's a very strange juxtaposition. Here I am in the greatest country in the world for which I've served, my husband served. We've lost friends. Um, We've lost people we've known uh, to suicide as well after their deployments. Um, And so we don't take what's going on lightly. And so, like I said, it's difficult to come up with um, a fun topic tonight in lieu of everything going on. But um, I hope, you know, you guys can forgive me a little bit. Maybe you are all feeling the same. You're feeling this this weight, right? Like on some level, you have to continue with your lives because what can we do, right? I mean, we can't be deployed to help them. How do, how do we get there, right? I don't have an answer for that question. Um, and what do you do with your family? What would I do with my two children, I, on one hand, I desperately want to go back and, and fight and help these people. But on the other hand, what do I do with my two little ones? I don't have any family here. I don't have anybody that I could just turn them over to. And what happens if I don't come home to them? And these are questions that service people have to ask themselves every time they get deployed. What happens to my family if I don't come home? So it's very hard to um, think of something jovial and lighthearted like we try to do on Friday fun day and it's also I don't want to hash over the same talking points that we've discussed um in anger and you know you know with this vitriol that I'm feeling um because it doesn't you know I'm just expressing look this these are the facts this is what we know and it's disgusting, and it's unconscionable, and heads should roll for this. The appropriate heads should roll for this. Um, and yet, we can't become numb to it either. We can't say, I've seen enough. I, I have to look away. I, I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to see anymore because we run the risk of... Um, forgetting. We run the risk of uh, allowing it to continue on some level. We run the risk of letting them get away with it. So, you you know, you find yourself on Friday fun day going, what are we going to discuss? What are we going to do? What do you do? Do you make it fun and lighthearted? Because the world needs to laugh and, you know, I'm not saying I'm a comedian, you know, I find myself pretty funny, but, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm not Kevin Hart, right? Like, you know, I, I'm not a person, you know, who's just getting paid billions, of, not billions, getting paid millions of dollars to be funny, right? Um, so, you know, what do you, what do you do? And I'm wondering, are you guys finding yourselves in this the same strange position? Are you finding yourselves kind of like shell-shocked? You know, should I continue and, and feel happiness and make plans or does it feel somewhat disrespectful? I'm not saying we're canceling, you know, anything that, that we're doing, you know, you, me, the next guy, right? But it does feel kind of wrong to do it, I guess, on some level. And then also it feels not wrong. It's just a very strange moment I'm finding myself in. So 
I'm going to try to lighten it up. I am going to try to, um, you know, take our minds off of it just for Friday fun day. Of course, you know, we know that it's like, I feel like it's a USO show at this point, right? Like <laughs> the USO showed up. We're going to do a show right before we go into battle and, and it's saving private Ryan, right? We're taking the beach because honestly, I would be remiss to say that um, this is not going to get a whole lot worse. I, I believe with my whole heart of hearts that it's going to get a whole lot worse um, before anything gets better, if it gets better. But, you know, invariably, hopefully things will get better. But I think it's going to get a whole lot uglier first. Um, so um, it is fall-ish, right? I, I mean, you couldn't tell by the weather, but we are entering fall. So is <laughs> white girls, where are you at with your pumpkin spice latte? Am I the only person out there who doesn't care for the pumpkin spice latte? I don't care for pumpkin spice anything. I like pumpkin pie, but I don't need to drink it. And I'm going to just commit one more sacrilegious statement and say that I also don't like the smell of lavender there. I don't like it. I like the plant. I think it's beautiful. I don't like the smell of lavender. So <laughs> I feel like those two statements have taken me out of um, uh, what <laughs> all things white girl. I don't know because it just, you know, have you seen the, uh, have you seen the memes on Instagram that are coming out and it's like <laughs> instantly they've got the, the token white girls in their, um, their, same outfits they're all dressed almost identically and you know the boots and the hair and it's just ridiculous I don't know so I don't know I'm just being goofy but yeah pumpkin spice lattes are out um I am ready for the apple orchards to open uh here in Illinois we have several but the big one is um uh Edwards Edwards apple orchard uh, which my daughter mistakenly says dorchard <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how she hears it, apple dorchard, but it's orchard, so that's hilarious to me. And I haven't found it yet in my heart to correct her. It's kind of funny. I mean, she's going to be 11 this fall, right? And a lot of the words that she used to say wrong, they're gone. You know, she used to say restaurant. Um, you know, she still kind of says orange. Instead of orange juice, she says orange juice. Um, and I haven't corrected that either because I know it's going to go away. You know what I mean? Like it will go away on its own. Um, she'll figure it out. But that means like the little kid, the babyhood is, is totally gone at that point. Uh, you know. So anyway, we have these apple orchards around here. We've got Curran's and we've got Edward's apple orchard. And I just found out that Curran's is open basically all year. I don't know what they do because apples are not, you know, ripe all year, I don't think. I don't know when they come in season. I don't know anything about apples. Um, <laughs> but I just found out. So I was like, what? I could go to this little apple orchard whenever I wanted? Are you serious? So the big one is Edwards, though. And uh, it is, I think it's Edwards East is the big, the big apple orchard. They have two locations. So there's Edwards East, Edward, Ed's, Edwards West, which is a smaller location. Um, and it's, 
you wouldn't think it costs so much to pick your own apples because I mean, honestly, you're doing the work, right? So you get a little bucket that costs, you know, I'm not even kidding. I think the last time I saw it was like 30 or $40. What are you talking about? You get this, this quintessential little round bucket that you can take a tractor out, you take a tractor ride out into the orchard and you pick your own apples. And I really want to do this for the nostalgia of it. I want my kids to have the pleasure of picking apples off a tree. But I'm 100% certain that A, it's not that expensive. And B, um, I'm like, I'm working for you with this. I'm paying you to work for you at this point. So it's weird. And I'm not paying that much money when I could just go to the grocery store. So anyway, um, they've got this entire interior of this barn. They've, they've completely renovated this barn. And it's, I mean, there's food tasting and there's, you know, um, home ex stuff. You know, I mean, they've got the farm style stuff and, and you know, everything smells good. And they have homemade jams and jellies and um, various uh, um salsas and whatever oh so good and then you get the apple donut and everybody who is not from here when I say that so my husband is a transplant he's from Rhode Island and his family of course is from Rhode Island and and New England uh and so on so when they first came here after we got together um and um we moved back here uh, they came to visit, and I introduced him first, obviously, to apple donuts. And he's like, oh, that sounds disgusting. I was like, yeah, you would think, but they're not. It is a force to be reckoned with. You have to try these, especially when they're warm, so you get them fresh. Oh, they're so warm. And the line is so long for these daggone apple donuts. And Kearns has them too, but it's not exactly the same. Uh, and there is kind of this unspoken war between the two of like, you know, there are the the Edwards folks who like the, the Edwards flavor apple donut. And then you've got the Curran's folks who um, like the Curran flavor apple donut. So it's a little bit different. They're not exactly the same. So anyway, I'm like, you have to try this. And so he tried it. And then, of course, like the lights in the eyes came on. What? They're so good. And so his family came up and they, they said the same thing. Oh, that sounds disgusting. I'll tell you what. Now, <laughs> it's so bad. Now we have to, if they don't come in the fall to get their donuts, I really think that they come here in the fall for the donuts. They don't even come to see us. Like they come here, they live in the house with us for a time, you know, as they're visiting, of course. But I'm pretty sure they're here for the donuts because it's like, when does the orchard open? Not yet. I can't help but notice you're planning your trip around that, though. And then they get the apple donuts and then they leave. Like, they take them back. They freeze them and then they eat them. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I feel used. Um, but it's it's actually pretty great. So, yeah. And then uh, every once in a while we have to mail them. We have to ship them apple donuts. I'm like an apple donut smuggler. It's so weird, but it is so good. So if you live kind of in this this area, um, Wisconsin, uh, Indiana, Iowa, you know, if you want to drive up from, from Missouri, you know, good on you. But I don't know that I would do that. But it's a long ride. So anyway, if you live in the area um, and you haven't tried it, a, I'm going to call your bluff because you don't live in the area. But if you live like kind of in this tri-state area, you've got to come over and give it a shot because they are really, really good. So, and if you're traveling, if you're traveling through this this 
section of uh, blue Democrat-run land um, and you're just driving through, make sure you stop there and grab yourself some apple donuts before you roll on through, hopefully, to your red state destination. Don't, Other than that, don't spend any money here. It's ridiculous. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I don't know. There's just something... There's just something magical about fall, I think. Um, The leaves changing colors. I always felt like spring and fall, at least here in the Midwest, um, our spring and our fall tends to be such a showcase of tremendous color. I know New England, you guys get uh, so much attention for your color up there in the fall, but here in the Midwest, here in Northern Illinois, I live in the Forest City. So that's our nickname for our city. Um, Screw City is another nickname, but not for what you think. Anyway, uh, we get so much color in the fall and in the spring. If it's a really good uh, wet spring, we get a lot of color and it lasts a lot longer than you would expect. So, I mean, peak color for us doesn't usually hit until mid-October. So that's my birthday. Yay! Uh, October 19th, if anybody is curious. uh, (laughs) I'll give you my address if you want to send me stuff. I'm just kidding. But we don't really even hit peak color until right around then. And it's just beautiful. I mean, and we, you know, we've got two rivers. I live right along the river. So watching the river um, changed to that steel gray of fall with the with the colors, you know, the bright reds from the sugar maples and the the golden yellows from the black uh, or the sunburst locusts and you know the the oranges and the greens and honestly I don't know which is my favorite color, but all of that being reflected then against that dark stormy water. Um, as it runs through town is just, it is truly breathtaking. And I've always felt that spring and fall here um, are God's way of reminding us what heaven must look like. Like that has got to be as close to the color palette in heaven. I mean, I'm sure it's so much brighter and so much more vivid, but that's always what it makes me think about. Spring with all of those beautiful flowers and everything's turning green and, and the leaves are popping out and, you know, there's all the birds and all this activity, you know, everything is just alive after the quiet of winter, um, that deep, deep velvet, um, kind of this indigo purple winter that we have here spring bursts forth with all of its majesty and then um, summer and then you've got fall with all of its majesty and I think God put those two seasons here to remind us what heaven looks like so we're inspired to get there even more right it's just ah you can't imagine so I always love fall I love fall because you know it's it's crisp and sometimes it's really hot it's ridiculous but you know it happens but right about halloween it's usually so cold we've had snow it's it's unbelievable it can be very very cold um it could be mild and cold or it could be unseasonably warm so you just never know how to dress but um by by halloween all of the leaves are pretty well down or or halfway down 
Um, and so you know, you just know, like, here comes November and Thanksgiving and all the holidays. And but fall, I just I love it. I love the colors. And I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this, but I feel like uh, I feel like I'm the only person. <laughs> When the trees change color, I know this is probably not happening. It's just a trick of the lighting and the coloring. It's almost like the bark and the branches turn black against that beautiful color. It's almost like uh, it's framing each one of those leaves. So I, I just love to stare at it. The sunburst locusts are your first um, indicator. Like you watch them and all of a sudden their leaves turn gold and then the bark is like a deep moody smoky black and you're like ooh, I know it didn't change color the bark doesn't change color just the leaves change color but it looks like it's just framing those beautiful leaves so I think yeah God is definitely he pays attention to all of those little details so sitting there and just kind of appreciating all of those um, little details you know it's just hey you want to get to heaven if for nothing else we've got some really cool color palettes <laughs> but I'm sure you know obviously there's other reasons but it's pretty neat to look at um I don't know it just it's it's amazing to me who thought I could go on forever about fall but we're headed there right and we have to find some joy even though we're in a really dark place right now nationally globally we're in a dark place so we have to find those things that really give us um that hope that, that, you know, we just have to find those things that ground us and center us and, you know, make us remember what we're fighting for, what we're out here rallying and, and beating the, the drums for. What are we out here for? Because we want to be able to appreciate all these things in this free country and to live our lives any which way we see fit as free people. And so, you know, that's, as we enter fall and we enter the majesty of all of these colors, um, you know, I think it's a great display of, you know, look at God's handiwork. I know on Wednesday we talked about faith and faith is bigger than you think. And it is. All of these little reminders. You know what? Speaking of, so I've got a coworker and he was raised Christian he got into the sciences, became an atheist. For him, science turned him the other direction. For me, science uh, solidified God's existence. The smaller things get, the more microscopic things get, the more proof God exists. Because there's no way you get down to the microscopic level um, and you don't see design plan. It just... It can't all be happy circumstance, right? So anyway, I've got this coworker, and um, he was driving home on the highway. He had his two little kids in the car. He's got a little sedan, um, and he's on the highway, headed north. Uh, I think he's on. Uh, I think he's on thirty nine. Nope. Might have been on 90. I'm sorry. I have to get my bearings straight. Anyway, he's headed home. He's with his mother-in-law, 
who I think she is Christian, but he is no longer. He's an atheist and he's a pain in the butt, let me tell you what. But he's driving along, driving along, and his daughter, who I think is roughly about a year and a half, two years old, um, is getting car sick. And he says, you know, she never gets car sick. Um, not to the point of throwing up. Like my daughter, she gets car sick, but she, she doesn't throw up in the car. But mo- she does get motion sickness. So um, his little girl, uh, she's getting car sick. She's going to throw up. So he pulls off the side of the road. As traffic is starting to slow down, there's a little bit of a bottleneck up ahead. There is construction, right? If you live in the Chicagoland area, there are two seasons. There's winter and construction. So invariably, you are going to hit it somewhere. And so he did. So he pulls off to the shoulder of the road and gets his little girl. And she, of course, is sick on the side of the road, right? And in that little span of time that it took him to pull off to the side of the road and get out of the way, he's on the shoulder of the road, a semi-truck comes barreling down in his lane. And up ahead, cars are stopped because of that bottleneck, right, as they're going down to one lane. Um, so cars are stopped. They're not moving. And if they're moving, they're, they're moving very slowly. If you haven't lived through the Chicago area, you know, Rockford area uh, traffic, honestly, it is, it is something. So he pulls off to the side of the road. She's getting sick. The semi is barreling down and never even sees the uh, the stopped cars. I mean, he's got to be doing, I think, what did he say, 60 miles an hour. And a semi, that you guys know this, they don't stop on a dime. Like, it takes a lot. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Patrick, is a truck driver, and he'll vouch for you, I'm sure. Patrick, if you're listening, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. Um, I really do. I haven't talked to you in a while. Give me a shout. Anyway, um, the, the semi never even slowed down. And at some point he spots a truck up ahead, a a pickup truck up ahead and veers left real quick, just enough to clip his, the, uh, the semi clipped its own front end onto the back of this, um, this pickup truck blew out the window in the back the pickup truck had two kids um but the semi avoided uh, an absolute rear-end collision and would have just crumpled this thing uh had it struck them just you know straight on but it didn't it veered off a little bit thankfully you know so my coworker saw the accident saw the truck coming saw the accident goes running up the road to see um, if anybody needed help. And thankfully, everyone was okay. But at that moment, I think it dawned on him that if his little girl had not gotten sick, had not gotten car sickness, that semi would have hit him in that tiny sedan and it could have been a very different story. And I told him, you know, after he spoke, to me and told me about this, I said, I don't care what you believe. God was looking out for you. Your angels were at work. And although you might think, oh, you know, it's just coincidence. 
Your daughter doesn't get car sick. Your words, not mine. Today she did. Well, that day, right? Like that day she did. She got sick to the point of vomiting. You had to get out of the way so that you could handle that situation and you avoided a near-death experience. Might have killed you and your whole family. Might have been a very different story. I said, you can believe whatever you want, but miracles happen and you had a big one today. And he just, you know, was like, he didn't know what to say. And I was like, you can call it what you want, but uh, there are no coincidences. So I thought I'd leave you guys with that because there are no coincidences. You know, I think we all want these huge moments, you know, where, where it's just this, you know, booming voice of heaven, you know, John, straighten out your life, you know, Patty, quit smoking, you know, whatever, right? Whatever is going on for you. Um, but instead, what we get are these moments that that we think are, are troublesome. Oh, my daughter's getting sick in the car. Are you kidding me? And oh, it's so troublesome. And it turns out it might have saved your life. Or it in fact, it did save your life because he was right behind that pickup truck. So it saved his life, you know. You go past these these beautiful things, spring and fall and summer, and you see, you know, all of the different colors and you take it all for granted. But how, when's the last time you took a, a, a break and you went down to the park just yourself to sit there and look at all of the creations that God came up with. All of the different varieties of trees, all of the different varieties of plants, all of the different varieties of weeds I had to pull out of my garden today, um, all of the different creatures, and then all of the different people walking about, doing their thing, just being folks, just being people. They've got their own issues, they got their own troubles, they got their own joys, they got people that they love and who love them. They're just going about their time. How often do we take a moment to step back and look at all of these things and really see them for the majesty of creation, the majesty that God puts all around us to remind us, hey, this is what we're fighting for. God's out there. We're not abandoned. It may feel dark right now, and it may feel wrong to find some joy in our lives while we know people are suffering. But we have to have faith. And God reminds us in every little way. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. I wanted to leave that on, on Friday Fun Day. Um, I know it's not super goofy, but uh, maybe it's a little goofy. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just weird. I'm in that weird space of, oh, you know, should I be happy? But what we should be is prayerful be praying for these people, be praying for ourselves, be praying for the families. But also be in awe of the great wonders that God has given to us every day as a reminder, every day. And know that he is capable of great things. And even through this darkness and this evil that we're seeing right now, he's going to use this. He's going to use this for good. It's always for for good. It's not for evil. So even though evil looks like it's winning, folks, it doesn't win in the end. And think of how many people are being driven to prayer 
who maybe haven't prayed in years and years and years. And maybe that person is you. Maybe that person is you. And you haven't prayed in a really long time. But you see all of this awful going on. God's using that to get you to pray and be humble and realize, look, everybody needs a little prayer, don't they? Okay, so that's Friday. Fun day. Hopefully you guys had a okay week. <laughs> I mean, this has been a lot. A lot. Um, so hopefully you guys are ha- going to have a wonderful weekend. Here in the Midwest, in Illinois, it is going to be insanely hot, uh, followed by strangely cool weather. So we're going to go from like 200 degrees tomorrow and humid. Um, that's not an exaggeration. It's like literally the temperature. To... I think 73 on Monday. We may actually have to bust out parkas for the change. I mean, it's like 98 degrees tomorrow and humid, and then it's going to go to 73. It's going to be ridiculous. So I'm looking forward to that. A little bit of this cool weather. Good grief. So hopefully you guys have a wonderful weekend. Um, Labor Day is coming, so hopefully you guys have some things planned. Uh, I don't have anything planned, but, you know, it's coming. So... Have a great weekend. Stay deplorable patriots. Make sure you are praying for our Americans, our service people, our Afghan allies, and for everybody, especially women and children in the Middle East right now. Um, But don't forget, China, they're up to no good. Pray for those people too, especially the Christians and the Uyghur Muslims. Pray for Cuba. Don't forget them. France, we're praying for you. Australia, what is going on? We're praying for you as well, all right? Please, you got to say the prayers, all right? You got to get right with Jesus, especially if you were living somewhere like this where it's super, super hot. I can't do hell. I don't know about the rest of you. It is too daggone hot outside right now. Thank you very much. Get right with Jesus and don't be finding yourself in the flames of hell, okay? All right. Love and God bless, guys, and we will talk to you again on Monday.